Support for this podcast is provided by Smart Recruiters, the hiring success company. Smart Recruiters is a full talent acquisition suite with candidate relationship management and an applicant tracking system. All in one modern platform with an extensive marketplace of more than 300 vendors and a user experience that candidates, hiring managers and recruiters alike love. Companies from IKEA to Bosch to Blah Blah Car leverage smart recruiters to attract, select and hire the talent they need to grow and expand their business. Visit smart recruiters at www.smartrecruiters.com to find out why companies across the globe consider them to be the number one ATS replacement. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 112 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Employer branding is always a topic that provokes lots of debate. So much debate, in fact, it can sometimes be difficult to get a clear view of what's actually working. Putting employees at the centre of employer branding is certainly a strategy that lots of organisations are currently undertaking. But how do you have a people-centric approach to employer branding in a large, complex organisation? My guest this week is Julie Griggs, Head of Talent and Resourcing at Manchester Metropolitan University. Julie leads a team that's been doing some interesting, innovative and most of all effective work in employer branding and I know you'll find this interview fascinating. Hi Julie and welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt, thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Could you just introduce yourself um, and tell everyone what you do? I'm Head of Talent and Resourcing at Manchester Metropolitan University. Um, so I'm responsible for all our hiring across the organisation been at Manchester Met since April 2016 um, and before that spent about 15 years in various resourcing and HR roles. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about the role that I'm in at the moment. We've got a lot to do, lots of challenges, but a uh, really exciting journey. And can you sort of tell everyone a little bit about uh, Manchester Metropolitan University? Because I, mean, I, I saw you do a presentation a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, and until then, I don't think I really had a sort of perception of the, uh, you know, of, of, the, of the size of it and what it actually does as, as an institution. Um, we were a large university. Um, we've got approximately 35,000 students. Our marketing team will probably correct me on that and tell me that it's nearer to 38,000, but we've got a lot of students um, spread across different faculties. Um, we're a research-focused university, but we're also a, a teaching-intensive university. So um, we do a lot of things such as um, continuing professional development for people. Um, I did my own CIPD at Manchester Met. Um, got a varied range of students, um, quite a lot of students that are first gen so they're the first people in their family that have been to university so so working with our communities and in partnership with with local pe local people local students is, is very important to us um, and we're on quite an exciting journey actually um, our vice chancellor has been with us for about two two and a half years um, and he's very excited about the the future vision of the organization so there's a lot of ambition and a lot of change so it's, it's a very exciting time to to be at the university I think fantastic so 
it, talk us through the the kind of recruitment challenges that you that you you have at an institution like that. Um, I always liken our um, our institution to to uh, talent village. That's how I describe it, and a couple of members of my team always laugh at me for that. But it's it's the best way I can describe it because we've we've got such a range of roles. I think when you look at a university, and I, I know this is the case with me, you think about lecturers, you think about your own experience, you know, professors, heads of department. But actually, to keep a university ticking over requires an awful lot of of different skill sets because you've got people that look after your students, all those people that do the the residential care, catering, the the domestic assistance. You've got people that support learning and teaching. So you've got technicians and and the technician population is very interesting in itself because that's everything from uh, people that demonstrate in labs. To, to people that help our fashion students with, with sewing and, and how to cut cloth and, and people that do glass blowing to support our, um, our art students. So you've got an incredible range of, of people that support learning and teaching and student life. But then you've also got um, all those backup functions, so HR, uh, finance and IT. And, and our IT estate is, is, is really impressive as well because, you know, universities are becoming more digital. So we've, we've, got, we've got a whole range of people People. So it's lots of challenges, lots of different audiences to speak to. Um, Manchester is obviously quite an exciting city. So so if we're looking for digital skills, everybody else in Manchester is looking for digital skills. So it's, yeah, so it's very, very challenging in the sense that it keeps us on our toes with uh, with uh, looking for talent. Really. I, can, I can imagine. And what what sort of what have you sort of done to uh, address those challenges? Because I know that you've been doing some really interesting work recently could you sort of talk us through um you know some of the approaches that you're taking yeah i mean i mean we started from a from a position of being a very traditional resourcing function so so when i joined in april um it was it was very much i think a hr function and i'm not saying that in a, in a derogatory way it was it was seen as very much a standard part of hr so recruitment was a process cvs came in something happened to candidates in the middle and people were hired at the other end of the process. Um, but as the, the strategies changed and as the, the ambition of the organisations changed, we had to look at the um, the entirety of that, that resourcing ecosystem because uh, you, you need to kind of operate in a much more commercial way, if that makes sense. Uh, we needed to start thinking about ourselves as a, as a business rather than um, as uh, just a, an educational establishment. So, so we've looked at everything. Um, and I think one of the key areas for us was about raising our profile and raising our brand as an employer. Um, because universities are very much seen as places of education. Our own uh, Employees Association talks about that and talks about the need for universities to start embracing um, employee value proposition and employer brand. So, so one of the key things was how do we market ourselves as a as a great place to come and work, as a great place to forge a career? And how do we actually talk to all those different um, audiences that we've got? So what we're saying to professors is, is obviously very different to what we're saying to IT people, to what we're saying to domestic assistants. So, so an awful lot 
lot initially around going out, talking to the business, talking to the partners that we work with, talking to candidates, talking to um, the agencies that we work with and finding out a lot about what does Manchester Met mean to you and then how can we talk to you and, and raise the profile of the organisation. So, so we've spent a lot of time there. Um, we've also spent time recently on our, on our technology because uh, we were using a legacy applicant tracking system. I think it's fair to say that as a sector, universities haven't really been very hot on the the software side of things in terms of how they interact with candidates and how they manage candidates and, and uh, talent pools. So, so one of my key drivers was to absolutely make sure we got a strong technology underpinning so that everything else we were doing was facilitated. Because I think if you haven't got that very smooth journey to help people apply and manage your candidates, everything else becomes window dressing. So, so a very firm technology base was, was something else that we looked at. That's very interesting, and I can see that they're sort of really strong foundations to to build on. How have you moved forward from there? Because I've seen, um, you know, some of the really sort of great work you've been doing in employer branding, and I'm sort of interested to uh, find out a bit more about it. Um, it's it's been very much focused around our people. Um, so we didn't want um, an employer brand that that was a million miles away from our uh, consumer brand, for want of a better word. So so whilst a lot of our outward facing marketing is is focused on students, our employer brand had to be very aligned to that in terms of our people are what make us as an organisation. So we didn't want to create some some concept that was kind of out there. It had to speak to to the people that we work with. And an awful lot of what we found coming back from our focus groups, coming back from our discussions was people, colleagues, uh, a sense of collegiality, a sense of community and partnership. So we've built a lot around people. So so what we've done is we've we've looked at our collateral. Uh, We actually went out and and used a wedding photographer to do our uh, photography of our people because what we wanted was something very natural. We didn't want that that shutter stock photography, as it were, with, you know, people sat around a whiteboard all kind of pontificating on someone doing something with Sharpies. We wanted it to be, these are our people in their natural surroundings. So so we had a wedding photographer come in and take lots of great shots of our people. Um, So what we've been doing is created some collateral around that um, in terms of to use across social media, to use across um, the job boards and the various channels. Um, And what we also did was we looked at our senior hires in particular because um, we weren't getting a lot of applications for for professorial roles and very senior roles. Um, So we looked at something very different there. Um, And we looked at electronic magazines, uh, which were about how to create a a candidate journey that was very simple in terms of application. So a few clicks and you could apply, but equally giving a lot of information um, about the university, because a lot of our academic positions, people are looking at us from overseas. So so what did you need to know about um, the university? And also some, some really cool drone footage across Manchester as well, because one of the things that we also found when we were we were looking at this was people are very proud of being Mancunian they're very proud of working at MMU and and what it means in in the city because we're an old institution even though we're a post-1992 university we're an old institution so people are really proud of that of that Manchester heritage so we've got this really great drone footage um some of our campus buildings you know iconic things such as the town hall and sweeping across trams and stuff across the city so so we created um something very very unique and special for our senior hires to um 
to to entice people to to have a look at us and so so a lot of work and a lot of effort from particularly Ben in my team has been focused on getting the message about Manchester out there and getting the message about um, our people and our people's real stories because we've got you know we've got fascinating stories we've got we've got people that are training IVF scientists we've got people that are working uh, with colleagues in in Manchester on graphene we've got a world-renowned architecture school there's, there's really great people doing really great stuff so when you've got all those stories it's kind of there for you it's just a question of how do you you know segment those those messages and, and get the content right for different audiences so that's been a lot of effort really I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I think some of the stuff you've done is, is brilliant and, you know, really kind of some, some really sort of fascinating content. Um, I, I want to come back and talk a little bit more about video. But before I do, I'm really interested, um, digital magazine for senior hires. Now, that's obviously, uh, you know, a kind of a, a new innovation, sure, something I'm sure the university hadn't done before. Um, how did you persuade your sort of key stakeholders that this was something that they should, um, you know, invest sort of time and money in? It was one of our um, pro vice chancellors, which are, are in effect the the MDs, if you like, um, for for the faculties. He was trying to recruit for a, a new research centre, um, and he wanted to meet with me because previously they I think they'd used search and selection, they'd used a, a standard advert on something like jobs.ac, something like that, which you know is is, is one of our major channels. But it, this time it just it just hadn't hadn't done it for him. Um, and he said to me, I think the actual words he used were, "I want you to wow me." So, so the challenge was 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 from him really in terms of you know what could we do that was different. So, so I thought you know there, there must be something around creating some very targeted content and creating something interesting. Um, and then I then I spoke to um, Cat Fox at Peter's Fox and I said you know I've got I've got this real challenge from uh, one of our uh, pro vice chancellors. I think we need to do something that's that's really. Uh, very specific in terms of content and, and grabs people and she said well you know have you seen these these electronic magazines that they use like in the car industry you know like if you're buying a BMW and you can configure your BMW and I was like yeah yeah she went well let's use one of those and so we think yeah okay let's let's give that a go um, and when when she came back to us it, it was just brilliant because we got this fantastic drone footage got this really easy candidate journey and and all and all this information and, and I presented it to our pro vice chancellor and I said, look, you know, this, this is probably a little bit sort of wacky in terms of what you were thinking of. You probably were thinking of a nice advert. And he just looked at it and he was he was blown away by it. Um, and then I said to him, you know, th- this is what we can create if we, you know, if we've got a bit of space to do it. And, and I think the thing that convinced him in the end to go with it wasn't just the kind of novelty of it, but it was also the fact that it was so cost effective in comparison to, you know, giving a, a vacancy straight out to search and selection. We were talking a huge difference in terms of in terms of cost and also because it was reusable. So use it for this campaign, for this head of research, tweak the content and use it again. So we've, so we've created something that's not only engaging, but it's got some longevity as well. And, and I think the drive has never been solely cost savings but cost savings have resulted out of, the, out of doing something quite creative so it's 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 worked really well so so i think that the proof of the of the concept was the fact that we we managed to recruit someone and and it's one of those moments where me and my team were like and we got them from a russell group university <laughs> so it was like we were really pleased with ourselves because we managed to tempt someone away from a traditional university so yeah it was uh it, it worked really well but it was good to have that 
that case study and that champion uh, in terms of one of our pro VCs. And now it's it's seen as the standard now. So for senior hires, the, the e-magazines are seen as the standard. So it's worked really well. So one of the things I know you guys are doing a lot of is video. And, uh, you know, video can be seen as um, something that's sort of time consuming and expensive to expensive to produce. Um, what's your what's your kind of you mentioned that you sort of used a wedding photographer to, to do your people photography, which I think is a brilliant idea. Um, what's what's been your strategy with sort of delivering video projects? We've, we've got a combination really so, so we have done some um, sort of what I call inverted commas professional videos with our, our university guy but an awful lot of what we've done has been very on the hoof content and it's been an iPhone and the legendary seven pound Amazon tripod um, which, which I think we should probably get insured because it's probably our, our best piece of kit um, so, so a lot of that has been, has been Ben from our team going out with an iPhone going out with a tripod, meeting with someone and asking them what's their day-to-day experience of, of Manchester Met, why should come, someone come and work in their area and describing a little bit about the roles and the, the level of engagement we've had both both internally and from candidates has been amazing because at first I thought we're going to have to twist everybody's arm to to be on a on a video but as soon as someone else someone did it someone else was going oh yeah I've seen that such and such body's done one of those videos can I be on a video I'd like my uh, video job description um and in terms of the the outcomes of it we had a role for um head of health and safety um and I always joke that you know no one grows up wanting to be a head of health and safety <laughs> um but it was, it's one of those roles that you, you have to have in a big, big organisation. Um, and we put a video out of our outgoing um, head of health and safety talking about what he'd done in the role, talking about what you get involved in in that role in a, new, in a university and how exciting that can be. Because, of, you know, one minute you're, you're crawling under the floor, making sure that cables are fine. The next minute you're talking to the vice chancellor and the chancellor about strategy for a new a new building or something. So so that was really good. And, and when we actually put that video out there embedded in an advert, the level of engagement was huge. I think we got something like 500 views on that on that advert in in one day. So we were like, yeah, this stuff really works. You know, people like seeing people and like seeing the reality. So yeah, it's it's been really effective for us. So uh, you you've, you've obviously mentioned kind of uh, you know some of the, the individual successes that you've had with this strategy, but how's it been working generally? Kind of how how far along the journey um, you know do you think do you think you are? What what sort of um, you know results is it is it is it delivered uh, kind of across the board? We've we've had some very good what I call quick wins. So so the the video in terms of managing to recruit uh, senior people through videos or senior people through um, the e magazines has been very good quick wins. Um, I think in terms of where we are we've still got a long way to go in terms of our journey because we we picked up from a very very traditional resourcing function so so branding is 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 going apace and you know we've got a new careers website that we've launched the first phase of due to launch the second phase technology has run at a pace and we've got you know brilliant ATS in now that's that's creating a, a lot of value for us but I think we've still got a lot to do in, in the rest of the journey so assessment and selection is an area that I want to focus on next I think there's also a piece about empowering our hiring managers more uh, giving them you know more in their toolkit to enable them to to go off and and, and do a lot more and, and build a lot more um I think 
we've we've raised the profile of resourcing. I think it's fair to say when I joined, resourcing didn't have a high profile, or if it did have a high profile, it was a negative one. And that, I think part of that was driven by the technology, but I think also part of it was because the, the business didn't really understand the value of what good resourcing could bring to an organisation. So I think we've raised our profile. We're getting good feedback. We've deliberately gone out there and asked for feedback, which is something that the resourcing function hadn't done previously. So so every candidate uh, gets an email at the end of the process saying, would you like to feed back to us on your experience? And every hiring manager gets an email saying, would you like to feed back to us on your experience? Um, and we've asked for feedback all along the, the rollout of our ATS as well to our managers saying, what do you think? Has the process improved? And we're starting to get a lot of good anecdotal feedback about improvements in the process. Um, but that still feels like only scratching the surface for me, because I think, you know, uh, the front facing things are much better and when we're in a much better position. But we still need to do to a lot more around it, I think. So final question. Um, what advice would you give to someone who was perhaps in a similar position to, to where you were a few, you know, a few months back? So, you know, starting from scratch, either within a university or within another large organisation, um, what, what, what advice would you give to, to, to sort of help someone sort of begin this kind of journey? I think the, the first thing that, that I did was I actually got out into the business and I actually started talking to people and saying, what, what are your issues? What are your pain points? What's, what's resourcing as, as a function not delivering? to you and we actually asked our candidates as well what's resourcing as a function not delivering to you so so actually going from a basis of having data so actually having something that that backed up your arguments and I think what was also helpful for me as well is is going out and talking to to other institutions finding out where they were and how we were positioned and how we against them but also going out and talking to to other organizations that were out of the sector you know that were doing stuff that I considered to be to be good practice Um, I don't really like best practice but but good practice um and and benchmarking ourselves against that as well so so having a good basis a good solid foundation of data was good in terms of building the business case for for big change um but i think what also helped as well was was going out and looking for for quick wins that could be case studies that we could say look you know if if you give us the tools and you put a bit of faith in us we can deliver x then going out delivering excellence and then using that as a case study across the organisation to say this is what good resourcing can look like. So I guess the approach I took was was two pronged. Some quick wins to give resourcing some some good press because we were doing good stuff, but also a, a good solid pot of data that I could use to build a business case for for global change. So I think that was that was my take on it, and that would be my advice: getting some good data. I think. Julie. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, Matt. My thanks to Julie Griggs. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, in Stitcher, or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also now find the show on Spotify. Just search for Recruiting Future. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.